All right. Huge ban list announcement. We've unbanned expressive iteration at two. Wait, we're going to a super limited list now? Yep, just you can only play two of it. You also have to play four Temple of Epiphany. But that's still but, fine. Card's good, right? Yeah, yeah, But how many crackling tricks do we get? All four. Don't worry. All I'm, four. I'm in. I'm in. Chris? I'm out. What? What is going <laughs> to back to episode of Crew 3 podcast? <laughs> what? Oh, no, what, no. what is that improv? You said no. You can't wow. say no. <laughs> You just knowed on the improv? That uh, improv. I didn't take the improv class, man. Improv police. Here they you come. Ask me, you asked me for my opinion. I'll give it to you. Well, that's it. That's the intro. That's it. Welcome to the Crew 3 Podcast. I'm Rose Ruckman. With me as always, my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky Jones. Say hello. No. I'll Ricky. say hello. Hi. Yeah, yeah, I'm Chris. Thank you. Ricky, Ricky, you'll yes and me. Yes and. Thank hello. Thank and you. also, uh, I'm, uh, I've am i got a water balloon. Oh, yeah? What's in the water balloon? Uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, you fit Kevin Hart in that whole water balloon? That wasn't hard. That wasn't difficult to do, yeah. <laughs> Okay. How's his C4 promotion campaign going? I, I'm upset that I didn't steal the stand-in before the promotion ended. Oh, no. I stole two of them, so that's okay. <laughs> Great. I need one for my house, too. I'm auctioning off the other one. Wow. If you're lucky, you can bet enough. You can On DraftKings.com. That's exactly right. Win enough. So this is that's the bit you decide to yes and? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. That's the one. All right, all right. I love Kevin well, Hart and the uh, life-size cutouts, so it's just okay. the perfect storm. Well, I know what I'm getting Chris for his for Christmas this year. There you go. I was going to get you a PSA 10 Mike Trout baseball card, but now... <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite baseball player. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we get started on this week, I do want to say thank you to everyone. Last week, we crossed the threshold for 100,000 downloads in the podcast lifetime. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in week in, week out, listening to whatever the heck we talk about. I don't know, I don't know how you all listen to this week in, week out, honestly. The people, the people love it when we, when we go wild, you know? Yeah, yeah, we're wilding out. We're wilding out, that's right. Man. Go over here, Nick uh, Cannon. That's right, no. Oh, that is Nick Cannon, dang it. I can't, I take it back. Is he in, is he in prison yet, or, or I don't know, I can't, I can't tell which... D-list celebrities look, are and are not canceled. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just look, it, out of the If they want to take him to prison, they're going to have to make it through his army of children first. Because <laughs> that man does not stop because he's like, I want to be the next Genghis Khan and leave right. as big of a legacy as possible. <laughs> right. He's the Miley Cyrus of procreation. He can't stop, won't stop. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy? I I I live in the neighborhood of as like accidentally of as all the Austin streamers. So like if anybody out there and I hope you don't watches like the um Austin streamer scene like they're in this area. So like I randomly see these streamers when I go to the grocery store and today I saw poor E-Rob with his like <laughs> child in the thing oh, no. and like the streamer that I watched that I like from that group was like a, a World of Warcraft streamer and just like a chill guy was like, that guy now has to struggle to feed his kids 
And I was like, well, <laughs> this guy just outed you on stream. You're struggling to feed your kids. Walk around. I feel like I should walk up and hand him a dollar or something just to be like, hey, man, you know, I'm not going to sub to you. But uh, I can't because he's banned on Twitch for two months. But so there you go. I saw oh, E-Rob in the grocery store. Tyler One's brother, for those of you that don't know. Oh, oh no, man. That's awful. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I didn't buy his groceries just because, you know, I don't know. I oh, briefly God. thought about it briefly thought about it yeah. well you know what chris you're a real hero you know that that's true it's true have you have you mailed me have you mailed me my uh my my clothing order yet no no i have not i i need that yeah is this, you're, right, uh, you're, right, you're right you're right is this a better claim than ruckman's uh i've seen travis scott's backyard once hmm i but is it better than i sold groceries to carmillionaire did you yeah. Well, that's the best one. I don't know why you lead with the Travis Scott garbage. Because no one knows who Chameleon Air is anymore. I sold He's groceries a... to the lead singer of Blue October. All right. He lives and in nobody knows who Chameleon Air is. <laughs> Chris is bringing up Blue October. That's right. Hate me today. Hate me tomorrow. Oh Hate me God. for not shipping your suit to you, you know? <laughs> I mean, I sold groceries to, to Bahati's ex-husband. What? Is that... I once... Is that Chameleon Air's wife? No, it's oh. an Adam Levine joke. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah he's in trouble yeah. for something, yeah? Cheating on Bahati. Mm, dang. We're putting with, it together. Uh, with another, with a random, like, model who he's like, hey, can I name my fourth kid after you? Wait, wait, he wants to name his fourth child or she wants to name? No, no, no. The... Adam Levine, like, hit up the girl he was cheating on his wife Bahati with and was like, hey, we're having a fourth kid. I want to name it after you. Is that okay? Oh. That's legit. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a big no-no. Yeah. Uh, Also, the Adam Levine, like, Instagram messages have been peak memes of just like, oh, your body's so hot. Insert picture of, like, Yoshi. Imagine, imagine if that uh, that special teams coach from the University of Texas was like, "Hey, can I can I name my child Pole Assassin after you?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> pole Assassin's a throwback now. Child that was Pole Assassin, yeah, Yo, or after the monkey. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We ever got a name on the monkey that bit the child in the backyard. Of did we ever find out if they put that monkey down or not? I I'll be honest with you. I think they did. I think. Oh, Unfortunately, no. famous Halloween traction monkey of famous exotic dancer pole assassin has been has been um, sent oh, to the great they, monkey heaven upstairs. The good news is all up, monkeys go to heaven. Yeah. No word on if all special teams coaches who cheat on their wives do. Whereas Jerry's still out on that one. We're not sure if that one where they go yet, but we're gonna find out as soon as that guy. Uh, uh, you know. Anyway. So we talk about magic on this show, right? No, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Not, not white man infidelity. We're Listen, about, like, we're gonna make Anthony Weiner jokes now. I, I think oh, we would have if we if we did like a hey, just pop culture top. Like we would have a top like one thousand podcast if we yeah. we are we are quick hits. You, we have the culture knowledge. Mine, you know, all from the last you know ten years excluded, but the twenty years yeah. before that, I've got some good pop culture knowledge. So here we go. <laughs> Uh, it's there, so we we could do that. We could we could transition this if magic dies from space okay, bellerin. Good. good to know. Good space bellerin will be Bellerin. the reason it happens. Yeah. No, nah, don't worry. Starter commander decks are going to keep the game going. That's right. In the meantime, we frequently play magic cards and are pretty decent at the game. So 
Yeah, so uh, this week's podcast is a pretty big one. We got three big online events to talk about. And then, hey, turns out, surprise, we got Pioneer Challenger decks last week. That's right. Uh, and, you know, just a quick teaser. I think these are definitely uh, an improvement over last year. Even though, like, we kind of know the price point's going to be $50 now. I think this is a step in the right direction for them. Can you uh, can you edit in the sound clip of my predictions for these back when they were like? Because I'm pretty sure I was spot on. Where Do I need to? Oh. I'm pretty sure I said you you're not going to go get, back and listen to our own podcast. I'm pretty sure I said that you're going to get two ArcLight Phoenix because the world is a joke, right? Mm-hmm. I have to go figure out that episode. I'm what pretty episode sure. I'm pretty sure I said you're only going to get two ArcLight Phoenix. There's no way they give you four. Yeah. Look, can't you just listen to like our last 20 episodes while you're doing lodge work this week? Yeah, that's what I'll do. While you're filing papers away? Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, but Sure, bud. Sure, why not? I'll do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't tell Depends me. on how much you really want that audio edited in. Well, I'm probably wrong, and so I can just say it, and then you're not oh, going to go look, right? I'm not going to go look. You're right. All this does is really just drives up our backlog downloads as other people go back and look for it. Yeah. yeah, because def- people definitely delete them off their phone, right? They have to re-download it. Well, you know, each episode gets more downloads than the last one, right? True, true. And, like, it's not like YouTube where people go back and re-watch the whole backlog because we kind of stay current, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this will, got- this will get people to go hunt episodes in the past. Okay. Or, I'm to think of what episode that would be. Or Oh, you know what? I know what episode that would be. That would be the July 8th episode, New Pioneer Challenger Decks Revealed. So go back, everyone, and listen to that episode. Yeah, exactly. Go re-download that one. Undownload it if you've already got it. And then re-download it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, help us keep boosting those numbers and just, like, if you're, like, in an Uber, just, like, give them the recommendation. And if they say, like, oh, I'll check it out later, make sure you take their phone from them, subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> and then get out of the car. Yeah, when the when the Uber driver asks you uh, what you'd like to listen to, tell them Crew Three Podcast. And then when they say "Get out of my Uber," you say "Ah, modern player, I see." <laughs> <laughs> so, should we get to the deck list first, or should we get to the? Starter I don't know decks? what you're feeling. You want to you want to do challenger decks up front because I know that's what people are going to want more. Let's do challenger decks up front. Let's do challenger decks up front. So, who wants to go first? We got Demir Control. We got Gruel Stompy. We got Orzov Humans. We got Is It Phoenix. Real quick, though, before we like sort of break these down individually, like I said, what do you think? I I think these are generally a step in the right direction. I don't think they're like 100% improvements. Um, you can go and and we'll, I'll talk about it again here. Like, I definitely think there are two of these decks feel really dated uh, based on like when they were designed right. And I think it's pretty clear in the two... Um, the two expressive iterations in the Is It deck, and the fact that Orzov is playing Kite Seal Freebooter still, uh, but I think like including one Shocklet in all of these decks is a good step in the right direction. What do you, What do you guys think? Just kind of overall of their designs. I have thoughts. If Chris, do you have thoughts? Uh, go ahead. I mean, I'll I'll follow along. And I think that if you were to take an aggregate, right. Overall, these four decks, I think, are better than the last four decks. But I don't think any of these decks are as good as the uh, the Lotus deck of the last set. Sure. I think that's fair. I also think that the Mono Red deck gave you pretty much everything you needed. Um, 
for the time being when it when it was printed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like I the this... standouts of the last set are better than the standouts in this one, but I feel like this set is more cohesive. Yeah. I think the gruel deck is pretty close to like all you need. Um and then the the humans deck list I think is like really spot on and only suffers from the fact that like rotation just happened. So Adeline is like thirteen dollars and brutal cathars are like five dollars and stuff like that now. Right. Uh but generally I, I think the, the prices here are really solid. I mean again we, we kind of know they're gonna be that like fifty dollar price range, but at least as of right now, MSRP of the singles kind of range from $100 in the low end to like $120, $130 on the high end. So, you know, you're about doubling your money on these. Like, I think that like the value of these is there and I think they're a decent starting point, right? But I don't think any of these is a complete deck on their own. All of them are going to need sure. upgrades. Whereas like before I was like the Lotus Field deck was just kind of just out of the box good. And you could buy upgrades, right? Yeah. But you didn't need them. The deck had everything you kind of wanted, you know? Yeah. Now, your mono-red upgrades kind of got ruined with the increase of Eidolon, but, right. you know, they're, they're still solid. Chris, what are your what are your thoughts? I kind of feel the opposite of Ricky, actually. Like, I, I think that the Lotus Field one was so good because it was a combo deck, and it gave you the combo pieces and the search for it. So, like, that's good enough, you know? Um I don't know that it was necessarily like a masterpiece of deck build or anything. Not that Ricky said that. Like, I do feel like these are pretty well designed. I, I think the tough part is like the last ones felt like they were pretty strong decks. Like they were pretty tiered decks, right? Like if you could crack open the Auras deck and at the time do pretty well with it, or even at the time they were making it, they were very, very strong decks. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue with like Phoenix, right? It, that this is like a strong deck, but like, Otherwise, the metagame's a little more wide open, right? You've got a lot of Rakdos in, in mono green. So I'm not sure that these decks, like, make the most sense. Like, I know when we looked at them, we were like, huh? But looking at them now, I like the way that they're built. I'm actually pretty happy with these. Like, I thought I'd be much more disappointed. I think I was actually more disappointed with the last ones, especially when you consider how Phoenix... Oh, sorry, not Phoenix. Up, Spirits was built. Like, Spirits was was pretty rough man like mostly because yeah. of that mana base like right like whereas these it's like okay like you know you can play phoenix a little slower like you really are trying to play removal on the first couple turns and if you've watched phoenix play it's a lot slower than you might think right like i've watched a lot of phoenix players animate the um expensive uh all land the storm giant all the storm giants right mm -hmm. and like attack with that it's not uncommon a lot of those games go late if you're in mirrors um, and then you've got a control deck that's going a little later, so I can kind of forgive the rough mana base. Um, like, I, I even like the Gruel Stompy deck, right? Like, hey, we got our elves, we're going into to big, powerful stuff, so... Uh, my biggest problem with the... I, I, in my opinion, I think Demir, the Demir control deck is probably the weakest. Mm -hmm. um, I think the spell base is really good, actually, for it. My issue with the Demir control deck is we have, like, two Torrential Gear Hulks and one Shark Typhoon, and that's all we have to win the game with. Yeah, I mean, I, I will tell you on that, like, I was actually pretty happy with this this version of the deck. Like, a, a lot of people are cutting really, really low on win conditions. Um, you know, obviously not having any man lands does make it a little bit tougher. Yeah. Um, and, and I fixed that when we talked about upgrades for sure, but uh, I was pretty happy with it. Like, a lot, of, a lot of them are not playing a ton of ways to win the game because, like, you're definitely more of a hardcore control deck, which is where, which is where I feel like blue-white stumbles. I feel like blue-white's got, like, too many threats sometimes. 
And so, uh-huh. like, that's the way I've gotten blue. The way I've beaten blue white is looked at a hand that was just like the same card over and over again of like, oh, well, this doesn't actually answer my particular hand. And if I thought seized them, I could take the one that did and killed them. So, like, here you just you pretty much have answers to everything. So, yeah. I could definitely yeah, like, see it, I, but. You know, four fatal push, four consider, four sensor. Like, I think the small package is definitely there. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, maybe one or – obviously, this is just upgrades, right? right? I think you're right. Man lands are a big thing for this deck. I don't hate the two torrentials. I don't hate the two murderous riders. One or two more shark typhoons I would like to see. Mm-hmm. And maybe like an Ashiok, the, the Theros Beyond Death Ashiok. I think that card is really underplayed. So like an Ashiok or like a Soren I think goes a long way in this deck. Sure, sure. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to hear what your suggestions are I will say on how to upgrade that deck. The Uncommons are like on fire in these decks though. Yeah, like agreed. four fatal push. Like two mm-hmm. of the decks have like four mystical disputes. Yep, and like mm-hmm. it's kind of dumb, but like mystical disputes are like four bucks each. No joke. Yeah, I looked at like that. The first thing each. I looked at was like, is it worth finishing off the last mystical dispute between the, the deck list? And I was like, ah, oh, three is actually good at four dollars apart from yeah. the uncommon. So the I 100 percent agree with you on that. The Phoenix one has four mystical dispute. Like Narsets are like three bucks each. Yeah, like, the rule deck has three rending volleys. The rending volleys were getting up to like four bucks each. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that, like, the uncommon reprints are kind of insane. Like, really good uncommon reprints for sure. Um, but I, I think, and like, portable holes. There's three portable holes. Those are getting expensive, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, these decks, all of them are, they're all better than the worst of the first run. Yep. Yeah. I can't even remember the fourth deck in the first run. Um, it was Burn, it was... Lotus, Spirits, and then what else? Oh, the Auras deck. The Oris deck, the Oris yeah. deck, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think that like you can definitely tell when these decks were designed again by how we're still playing Kitesail Freebooter and the Orzhov Humans deck, um, which the deck hasn't played in like two of what? expressive iteration is, of course, the biggest embarrassment here. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone who wanted to legislate in that deck was like out of their mind. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, come on, give me four Phoenix. Yeah, four Crackling Drake and no young Pyromancers or, like, Sahilis is kind of weird. So let's get to upgrades, and I guess, Ruckman, you've got two, so you should probably yeah. go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So uh, let's talk about Gruul Stompy first. This deck, um, you can kind of take it in a few other directions. So um, we'll talk about some results here. You know, you could take it like a Storm... You can go, like, Reckless Stormseeker kind of build... Um, I definitely take it more of a traditional mid-range build. Ideally, you know, it's a little rough because we don't have the budget to buy, to spend $100 on just the play set of Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Because honestly, if that probably would just be what I spent all of our budget on, just Fable of the Mirror Breaker, uh, like that card alone is going to do a lot for you. Uh, but for $50, I went ahead and picked up four Crag Crown Pathways. Nice. Uh, what's kind of fun is because of some of these collector packs, you can get the cool versions for cheaper. Like, I got Borderless Crack Crown Pathways. Uh, I went ahead and picked up four Gruul Spellbreaker. I don't know if all four of these are exactly making the cut, but I just think they're kind of, like, good cards. That's, that's something I like with the Gruul decks, is, like, with the three drops, you can kind of mix and match any of the three drops to fit your budget, and you're going to have find success in it. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're just skipping that one to three drop, right? And then you're powering on a Glorybringer. Um some of us have also been picking up Sky Sovereign to match, like, what, to, you know, help with the Rakdos matchup. But you're playing Glorybringer, so, like, you don't really need Sky Sovereign. It just helps dodge blue-white control matchups. Uh, look, four Scavenging Ooze is nice, but I want to be playing some Clothis, so I picked up two copies of Clothis. Uh, 
and then I added two layer of the Hydra. I think it's pretty safe to say that like most of these decks, you should add one or two of the available man lands for two. Uh, so I went ahead and added two copies of layer of the Hydra. Another bugbear is pretty expensive. Um, so maybe we want one of those at some point, but as we're a big mana deck, uh, just make big layers and go to town. And then thanks to the recent rule challenger deck, werewolf packers are pretty cheap. So I added a play set of those. So that's four crack crown pathway, four gruel spellbreaker, two clothis, two layer of Hydra, and then four werewolf pack leaders at $50. I mean, I will say this deck, it kind of confuses me the most of all the decks, just in the fact that you get four Carplusion Forest. Yeah. And I understand they knew Carplusion Forest was coming, right? But they didn't mm-hmm. know that they were banning Express Iteration. It just seems like some of these were built at different times. This deck's mana base is way better than the rest of the deck's mana bases. Like four Rockfall Veil and four Carplusion Forest with a Stomping Ground. Like that's 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 nice, you know? Yeah. Not that it's also the deck that needs it the most, though, right? Right, because it's the most aggressive deck. Right. <clears throat> no tap lands here, no temples. Thank God, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think the Rakdos deck, you kind of take it more so than the other ones. You can take it like any other way. Obviously, the human ones, you definitely have a little more leeway in as well. Um, and we'll kind of see where I took the human build that I was looking at. Because uh, that's the other deck I upgraded. You but, also you know. Get four mythics in this deck. And I don't think the other decks get four mythics. No, the, most of them get like two. You get two Chandra Torch and two Questing Beasts, which is like insane. Yeah. So I think the this deck, deck is... has zero mythics. Well, yeah. But it also has the most rares, I think. No, because the Gruul has 33 rares as well, so... It's just sort of, like, a little crazy, in my opinion. I like this, though. I like the Gruul Stompy list a lot. And I like the changes you made. Kind of amazing that Gruul uh, Spellbreaker is so cheap. It's, uh, 35 cents? Yeah, and it's very funny that you get the Showcase Clothis is here. Showcase Clothis, Borderless, Crack Crown Pathways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. who wants to go next? I can. Yeah, Let's go for it. it. Yeah, and I just want to comment real quick. How If these came out like shortly after the announcement of Pioneer, like they were ready for these, how sick would it have been to have Glorybringer in there? Oh, so good. Like I think right. things have changed so much, but like Glorybringer is still still a very strong card, I feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little tough and, you know, hey, the Ward discarded card meta game, but uh, back in the day, that, that would have been a hot one. All right, so we've got our, our Demir control deck was was my task here. And I, and I think this one starts off pretty well. Do you want to go over the deck list or are you assuming they know? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> we've got go two Narset Parter of Veils, two Torrential Gearhulks, two Murderous Riders, two Extinction Events, three Dig Through Times, two Drown in the Lock, four Sensor, three Sinister Sabotage, four Fatal Push, one Main Board Mystical Dispute, two Heartless Act, two Negate, and four Considers, along with one Shark Typhoon. And then 26 lands, four of them being Temple of Deceit, two Drowned Catacomb, one Singleton Watery Grave, four Field of Ruin, seven Island, and eight Swamp. And so I think there's there's two ways you can take this. I actually think this deck list is pretty reasonably built. Um, I'm a big fan of Drowned Lock. I think the card's very, very strong. I think some of our weakest cards are like Murderous Riders, kind of like eh, you know. Um, I do like Torrential Gearhulk. It's obviously really good when you can get back like a dig through time or just present a threat in and like another removal spell. We've got a pretty solid removal suite and uh, counter spell suite. So the easiest way I think you could uh, upgrade this deck would be with three watery graves, which I'm assuming you'll be able to pick up at $45 total. So 15 bucks a piece instead of what they're currently at, which is like 16, 17. So you really want to snipe those for 45 uh, bucks total. But the rest of the deck that I want to put in here is, is pretty inexpensive. That's a pretty massive upgrade. I've also got another one, um, another small list 
to to go about where like hey you already have those right because like that's that's a pretty big upgrade is like temple of deceits are just like eh. you you really want your your lands to be able to come into play untapped on turns three and four so that you can remove stuff wrath the board whatever you could do um we want two urtai resurrected that card i still think is just strong and it's like a dollar a pop right now down from ten dollars pre-ordered by the way down to under a dollar. And quite a few, if you go check, like, the um, blue-black control decks are, are starting to try this card out. I think for a dollar, I'd pick it up. So there's two dollars there. One commit to memory. I think it just combos well with our Narset partner avails. So it costs you a dollar. You might as well pick it up. And then uh, two memory deluge, which actually te- like, technically puts us, like, 75 cents over budget. But the two memory deluge, um, I do like like a lot more than like the murderous writer or, or whatever else you wanna you wanna do there. You know, the memory deluge is just another way to help find you stuff, and it does not combo as well with torrential gear Hulk, but um, it's just a really really strong card. Ruckman was right on it, and it's like seventy five cents and still sees a lot of play in like some of these more control style decks, right, or later game decks. Uh, if you already have watery graves. You could look at picking up two or three thing in the ice. If you get two, they're about 13 bucks a piece. So that's $26 total there. Those are really fun with Heartless Act. I think you'd probably start those in the sideboard because uh, a lot of people are going to main deck removal of some kind, but it's a really, really powerful effect to sideboard in because a lot of people are going to take out their removal against you, right? You're not playing a lot of creatures, so a lot of the decks are going to get rid of things like Fatal Push, yada, yada, the things that are really strong. Uh, against your you know non-existent small creature package so two or three things in the ice depending on on what else the rest of this you'd want to pick up would be really really killer out of the sideboard to give you a strong plan there um, we'd look at playing two holebreaker horror to solve some of that problem where we don't have a lot of ways to end the game right um, that would really help us out there those are about three bucks a piece now down from like 10 or 12 dollars before so that's a really good deal to pick up and that will really help you close out games uh, still looking at two Urtai Resurrected in this version of the list, and then still two more Memory Deluge, because that's just a super cheap card that's really, really good uh, filter effect there. So those are my two kind of different $50 lists, depending on how much you want to invest in Watery Graves or how many Watery Graves you have, because you really do need to upgrade the mana in this deck and probably cut a Field of Ruin or two, to be honest with you. So The Drowned Catacombs are actually kind of nice. Those are like eight fifty each. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a pretty big one, but um, the water graves are obviously just you know pretty. We've at least, man, like if they had just put like fetid pools instead of temple of deceit. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, big like, agree, big agree. It's on the still fetid a tap pools. land, like it's or the um, what is it shipwreck marsh? Shipwreck marsh. They're not going to give to us. Yeah, but unfortunately, this is the worst mana base, and it might be one of the worst mana bases of any of these pioneer decks we've ever seen. Um, I mean, Shipwreck Marsh is cheaper than Drowned Catacomb right now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. We 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 really we really kind of got got it messed over on our mana base here, which is why it's so important that we upgrade that to whatever degree you yeah. want. I think the good news is, you know, contrary to what what um, some people might think, and I and I think there are some points there. You you mostly are kill spells, right? Like the point of this deck is to control with some kind of uh, you know minimal late game ender. So like that's that can be most of your upgrades because again things like removal spells are cheap, Urtai Resurrected's cheap, Holebreaker Horrors a couple bucks to get you a good ending game, um, Memory Deluger are again almost free. So you can really spend a lot of time upgrading the mana base here because I think you have a lot of tools to do at least what Blue Black Control does. This is not a staple of the meta game right now, but you do see a couple pop up, and I think if you tailor your plan right to whatever is running around in your meta game, 
then you're much more likely to have success, especially at like smaller local events where you can tailor your answers. But Drown in the Lock's kind of just an all-star. I'm absolutely a believer in that card. It's it's come up quite a few times recently. So I think also one of the things I like about this is like we've seen the blue black decks like they aren't even like all in on Thoughtseize anymore. So not right. even having like one Thoughtseize here, like isn't that big of a deal because the deck's not even playing them a lot of the time. You now. know, yeah. Uh, I would also double double down and recommend again if you can haul the storm giants or like two bucks. Oh, there you go. And hive of the hive of the eye tyrants are like three bucks. So if we're upgrading the mana base, add some manlands. There's no reason in pioneer right now to not play like some amount of manland unless you're like super super like color hungry. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't realize the prices is cooled that have cooled that hard. Like, I looked at some of these prices and I was like, "Whoa, these have gone down a lot." Like, here, here's just our slam dunks. But I think that definitely you're right. I, I really just assumed that the um, Hall of the Storm Giants was still like eight bucks or something like that, and I was like, "Eh, you know, like we've got better things we want to upgrade, and we really need some like uh, answers and or in game stuff." So, yeah, uh, definitely a, a big pickup there. All right, I guess I'll go next with my second deck here. Uh, which is, of course, the Orzhov human deck list. Uh, like I said up front, you know, there's a few... I kind of had to settle for, like, two of copies of cards when I definitely wanted to pick up three or four, but we're just trying to really make up for the thing. My big thing with this deck is, like, look, you know, I'm not a big fan of Giant Killer anymore. We could do better than Rally in the Ranks. No one's playing Kite Sail for Ubuda right now. So what I did was the biggest thing missing from this deck are copies of Adeline Resplendent Cathar, who right now the cheapest you can get her is about ten bucks. Uh, again, if you like troll TCG player or whatever, I'm sure you can find lower prices. We're just kind of using Card Kingdom as our as our singular point it's of a pricing here. Yeah, it's a pretty good benchmark, I feel like, as well. Um, so Adeline Resplendent Cathar, we're getting two copies for ten dollars. I really wanted to have three copies. But we just had to spend money elsewhere. Uh, we picked up two Brutal Cathar, which, as I said earlier, is like used to be pretty bulk, but is now like four or five dollars. Uh, we rounded out the place of Dire Tactics uh, for twenty-five cents each. Uh, I picked up two Extraction Specials, another card I'd want two, uh, sorry, three to four copies of, especially in our sideboard. Um, and then to try to get rid of some of these Rally the Ranks, I picked up two copies of General Kudro, and I added a third Mutavault. So that's two Adelaine, two Brutal Cathar, two Dire Tactics, two Extraction Specialist, two General Kudro, one Mutavault to give us a total of 4901. Uh, one thing I do like here is that because we have all these unclaimed territories and secluded courtyards, uh, we didn't need to really go into... Um, copies of pathway but because we're bringing in spells out of the sideboard we probably want to cut down on some of these man lands over time just because we're a two color deck if we're playing three four color humans we can bring these back in but if we're sticking with two color or i even wanted to go down to one color humans just go to mono white humans right but that would have required a place of hopeful initiates um, and that just wasn't in the budget um I think we can leave the territories in the courtyards right now. This deck also has an insane mana base. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the four territory, the four courtyard are, are really help out, and they really weren't shy on giving you the concealed courtyards and, and caves of Quillos, which they did before, right, in the other Orders kind of deck. So th- this is probably one of the best mana bases, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah. the best mana base. Too I definitely do think, too. like, yeah. This deck is definitely the weakest in that, you know... 
they at least they gave us the fourth Alia right. Right. But I would have liked to see an Alien or two, a Kudra or two, just for Rally Fort Kitesail Freebooter just really dates this deck of when it was designed. Yeah. It's just one and two drops. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, we could put Luris in this deck, right? Oh, no, not anymore. Yeah, not, not, no moss. No moss. And I like the portable holes in the board. Uh, Four Sunset Revelry seems like a card we don't want to play, but it's a uh, welcome reprint. Yeah, swap yeah. that out for your your control sideboard, I guess, or something. I don't know. Like, And then yeah. Ruckman's Sun Gold Sentinel. Sun Gold Sentinel. I don't know what... Akutavid Priest is alright, I guess, here. Um, it doesn't do a lot for our Bloodsoaked Champions. Man, we already got that that reprint in, in Bro, or not the reprint, that new card in Bro, the, like, one drop. Yeah. Two one that, like... Oh, I forgot, I forgot we got spoilers, too. Do we need to do spoilers, too? I mean, there's, like, four cards, right? Let's yeah. do cards. Let's, like, let's... let's I, I think this like, first. Yeah, we'll do this. We can we can kind of skip a lot of like the the challenges because like we want to do that super qualifier and the challenges are kind of you know do that every week. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think this deck is really solid. I think honestly, I was ready for you to just be like, buy Adelaine's by Brutal Cathar, shut it down. I did like that was my thing, but like three Adelaines already put us at like forty dollars. Yeah. So I had to deal with these at Phoenix deck. Um, honestly, kind of weird deck. I think it's the weirdest of all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of mixed on how, how I like it, right? It is only two Phoenixes. Four Drakes and two Thing in the Ice, which the Wizards website refuses to admit is a magic card. Right, right, yeah. Um, we've got four Temple of Epiphany, which is bad. Two Sulfur Falls is not great. Uh, four Shivan Reef, sure. One Steam Vent, that's nice. Uh, Expressive Iteration is an embarrassment that it's here. Mm-hmm. You know, four Consider, four Opt, you know, uh, two Fiery Impulse, two Flameless Bolt, three Is It Charm is too many Is It Charm. They couldn't give us the fourth pieces of the puzzle, but we got four Treasure Crews. Um, the board has some, like, nice cards, like Sweltering Suns, Abrade, Mystical Dispute, Narset, and Invasive Surgery. But I think I think this deck gives you a big leg up on getting into Phoenix, but I think it's going to be a more expensive journey over the long haul. For 100 bucks total, though, buying this deck and then $50 upgrade, I think you're going to be a terror of FNM with uh, the shopping list that I've brought up. Um, first things first, we have to get two more Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And those are seven fifty a pop, so you know we just gotta slam that. Um, there's no galvanic iteration here, and so I picked up two. I mean, we can't play expressive iteration, so let's play the other iteration. Those are two something. bucks each. Yeah, I bought our last pieces of the puzzle. Just play four pieces of the puzzle. Twenty nine cents. Um, Lava coil is kind of yesterday's news. It's all about roast now to kill Shieldred. So, two roast. Um, I wanted to go into some Jaya's, but Jaya's were kind of like four bucks a piece. And from what I'm planning, I just thought it was better to invest in one big piece at the end. So, we picked up the Sahilis for the sideboard. Two Sahilis at 35 cents and two Young Pyromancer in the same vein. So, we can kind of switch to new threats. I think that Phoenix decks. Um, if you get locked behind only playing Phoenix, you can easily lose to Graveyard Hate. 
But if you can switch things up with things like Jaya's, things like Sahili's, things like Young Pyromancers, you can diversify your threats and really po- like attack from different angles. Um, two spell pierce. There weren't any spell pierces here, so quarter each. You got I, is we, a charm. Uh, that's not a spell pierce. <laughs> um, and then I spent half of our budget buying one temporal trespass at twenty four ninety nine. Chris, the real the real joke was you have an invasive surgery. Yeah, right. <laughs> the the temporal trespass is. Like, just having one in your deck makes your deck so much more explosive, and you can kill players way quicker and out of nowhere, and with the Galvanics, it allows you to take double turns. It it just, you want to be playing one to two, so I think just spending half your budget on the Temporal Trespass is more important than trying to fix the mana base. The mana base is a problem, but you're going to be fine. My list came to 46.72. I did just realize that three dollars would buy us one hall of the storm giants so i will add that in i thought that card was more expensive i didn't know it was three dollars yeah three dollars gets you the cool copy too well uh, yeah like 276 for we we can't afford two on our 50 dollar budget i would play two if we could um but i mean storm carve coast are 16 bucks fire bluff canals are like 25 bucks more steam vents are going to cost you like 20 bucks each and uh even the pathway is like close closing in on eight bucks. So the lands you will need to eventually address if you want to take this more competitive, but I do think this is a good start to play a very fun deck at F and M. And as you know, most of the changes I would make to get this to like F and M playable cost, you know, 20 bucks total, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, we really spent a lot of our budget on the Temporal Trespass, but I really think that just having one copy of that card increases the strength of your deck by a ton. It's Or we spend our budget on two Ledger Shredders. I thought about that, man. I really did. <laughs> I was just Or like, if you're at DreamHack, one Ledger Shredder. <laughs> Insert Shredder noises. But, I mean, Is It Phoenix is strangely... Like, I mean, I know that Rakdos is like the most expensive deck now. But, like, Is It Phoenix is strangely a very expensive deck in Pioneer. Um, and so getting this much of a shell of it for only 100 bucks, I think, is actually pretty good. As I said, you're going to have to... This is a... I, I, could, I could do a whole article about, like, uh, budgeting an extra $20 a week over the next, like, by 2023 after you buy this deck in November you might have a competitive uh, a competitive list because on your hand. Spire Bluffs are still expensive because of modern Stormcarve Coasts are going up in price, right? Like, the mana base really crept up on this deck. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, my problem here is, like, I want to take Arclight Phoenix out of this deck, but it's just so tough because, like, Arclight's gone down so much, you know? And Thing the in the Ice is, is like, still... If we take Arclight out, we have to replace with Ledger Shredders. No, I like, think we I thought about with... going into like the soul scar mage monastery swift spear build but like that deck needs ledger shredder to keep itself going and uh, like i don't think there's a way around it like playing like just blue red prowess instead no i'm i'm wanting to play uh, uh twin inferno and one of that jump start card that uh, gives a guy plus one plus one in haste 
and just and like Phoenix. Right. Uh, going all in on crackling Drake. Drake. Crackling yeah. Drake and Thing in the Ice. Like, I would think you would pick up two Thing in the Ice, spend the rest of money on, like, lands. But the blue red lands are just so expensive. That's not even a good plan. Because, like, trust me, when you claim this deck, I thought, like, well, maybe I can come up with, like, something spicy and steal it from you. But then it was just, like, the lands were so expensive that I was, like, <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. think the Twinferno thing is cute. I think you could do it, like, trade Dark like Phoenixes for some for some money for some lands. And then just play, like, the Twinferno combo deck or Crackling Drake. Because Crackling Drake just kills people in one to two turns all the time. And, and people forget about it, and it's a little bit tougher to kill. So, like, that plus Thing in the Ice. Thing in the Ice just dies to everything, so... I've been a little less happy with it, but like I said, you play some spell piercers or something to try and protect it, some twin Inferno to flip it and kill your opponent pretty quickly, so you know you give them less turns to have outs. Like I still think Twin Inferno is a cute card, um, the uncommon from the latest set, and and you could do some fun stuff with Crackling Drake with it. So another way you could take it, but it ends up being just as expensive because you probably want the other two thing in the ice anyway. So right the the deck is kind of uh, in a little bit of a weird place. Is all like I will say like looking at the blue black deck. That deck, I kind of like, because I thought about trying to like slide the blue black deck. Yeah. And my yeah. initial thought with the blue black deck was just buy two. Sure. Yeah. Just finish up your set of Gear Hulks, uh, get a second Shark Typhoon, finish right. your set of Catacomb, second Watery Grave, like, and just build from there. Yeah, because I, I, th- I thought about the same thing. I was like, hey, if these go down to like a hundred bucks for all for all of them, like they kind of did, or hundred and twenty bucks, like they did for the uh, first ones for Christmas time. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the blue cards are, are interspersed because like you want, I think you want two more thing in the ice or two thing in the ice in general for your blue black deck. Right. Because like they're good with heartless acts. It's like, man, you get a lot of stuff that kind of goes back and forth, you know? Right. I, I, I like these. And I honestly think that like, if you can see them, if they hit 30 bucks, not at your local game store, they're not going to hit 30 bucks at your local game store. Unfortunately, they can't mm-hmm. take that hit, you know? Right. But if you can get any of these at thirty bucks, I think you're like in, right? I honestly, I think with just the the fact that these all have one shocklin in them, even at like if you can, I think fifty dollars is like the MSR air quotes MSRP, right? Because MSRP doesn't exist anymore. Uh, is pretty solid and like no. you know if you get these for like forty, I mean that shocklin is half the cost of the deck. Like I'm still I'm still happy. With the is it deck at fifty dollars, it's just that is it Phoenix is such an expensive deck nowadays mm-hmm, that right. like the fifty dollars start, you know, it doesn't get you all the way there, you know, for sure. Where I do think like the humans deck, honestly, like the humans deck, I think is the best one by far, just because yeah. it's so easy to like. I mean, you could even if you wanted to just like uh, sell the godless shrine and the the concealed courtyards and just build the mono white build like use that money yeah. to buy your like hopeful initiates and your gideons and just play yeah. mono white you know for sure you know I, I i've been trying to reach out to wizards to try to see if we can get like an interview with someone on the design team for these decks so uh hey anyone if you're listening reach out to us i want to talk to you about how you kind of like what the timeline for these is and just like, mm-hmm. you know, I just want, I just want to know like the design and thoughts that kind of went into them. Man, I will say if, is it Phoenix had come out like right before new Capenna, this yeah. list, right. It would have been the hottest ish. Like the, the pathways were still $4, you know, like the, those expressive iterations would have been going for like three bucks a piece, you know, uh, it's still, it's still going for like $5. What the expressive iterations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they see play in Modern and Legacy, yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, it's just sort of like, man, if this one had come out way earlier in the year when they designed it, I know that can't happen because they got to print them all right. But, like, yeah. this would have been, this would have been hot. How do you feel about Sweltering Suns Over Anger of the Gods? Are you, are, you, are you justified in that now? I play Sweltering Suns Over Anger of the Gods. I know you do. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you feel to... I agree. There's also a million printings of Anger of the Gods. That card should probably be 25 cents. And Sweltering Suns, I think, is, like, strangely, maybe, like, two bucks or something. It's, like, 50 cents, I think. Maybe. Hold on. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold up. Hold, hold, hold. Way back. Oh, yeah. Sweltering Suns, 60 cents. Uh, cool. And then uh, Anger of the Gods. Like, this card was literally printed, I think, eight times in the last year. How? Yeah. yeah. You can get full arts for $2. And how, how are my Yargle copies doing? Yarkle copies, those are four forty nine. Oh yes. Yeah. Fifty cents. A dollar for the time spiral old border. Uh uh two forty nine for the uh etched foils. What was it printed forward in? Huh? In double masters, yeah, it's got a full art version. Oh, okay. Of like a, oh, that's right. a guy hitting a hammer on the ground or something. Is oh is it like Perforos? It's Bergy. Telling a story about one of the Kaladesh gods. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, speaking of Bergy, we have Pioneer events to talk about. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, real quick, though, do you want to mention briefly spoilers real quick? Real quick? Yeah, Recruitment Officer is insane. Uh, the, the, the artifact figure of Destiny is also absurd. Yes. Yeah. Um... These basic lands, the big giant stompy robots, are great. Wizards, stop giving me too many good... Although, the art of these is insane, but they don't scream magic art so much to me as all the other even weird basic we've been getting do. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Transformer cards are weird, and for people who like Transformers, and I'm happy for them. So I'm in. I got 40k cards and commander cards oh. and uh, transformer cards. Wizards really wants me to play commander, I guess. Mizra's Foundry is really good. However, they fixed it so kids these days won't have to learn, like I learned, that when you attack into a Mizra's factory, it can block as a 3 3. Um, right. And then if you can get Urza Planeswalker in play, you win. Like, that card's insane. Nate's going to try it, right? I think Urza Lord Protector is good enough to play by itself. I think the artifact reduction of one is kind of absurd on a card. And instance the sorceries. Right. Like, I think he's I think he's real good. I don't know where he goes. He goes in a deck that doesn't exist yet. But I he think, goes in a deck that also plays four Karn, but also loses to four Karn. Exactly. We need to ban Karn before this set comes out. Uh, I think Surge Engine is very good. I've been messing around with an Artifact Aggro deck that I'm going to be writing an article about very soon because the deck's very funny. It has a pretty, pretty Dece Rakdos matchup, which is hilarious. Um, and uh, Surge Engine is like going to be amazing in that deck. Yeah. And... I haven't read all of Queen Kayla Bin Krug because it just keeps on going. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure this card is bad. For. I'm sure this card is so bad. Like I just I don't believe it, and I think you need to hit all the targets for it to work. But a recruitment officer is insane. 
Yeah. Um, definitely, like, everybody's... You can play... You can pay one mana for a 2-1 that does anything these days. It could have Reach. It could have Graveyard Hate. It could have Randomly Sack to give Indestructible. And now... Pro Multicolor. Now you can have one that says... Also, you can draw cards. This is just better... This just replaces Inspector, right? Draven Inspector? Yeah. yeah. It's, this is more aggressive. Also, this is a Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Soldier card works on this, which is nice. Good, because that card needs to be made playable at some point in its life. Yeah, you like the Soldier Lord? No, it's. I think it's fine. I'm just upset it's not a Human Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's a Kithkin or something? Core? It's a core. Yeah. But Man, you can't say that word in here. Kithkins. Bring them back, Kithkins. wizards. Cowards. Not enough. Well, we're, hey, I got a good mailbag question for you then. So, that's what I think on the spoilers. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Mightstone, Meekstone, or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was Mightstone and Meekstone. I don't remember this. I don't remember this revisionist history weak stone garbage. What is this? Sorcerer Stone, Philosopher Stone nonsense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought the Meekstone um, was something different. Is, is, is it? it now? I love all the memes about the Commander Urza's uh, art. Yeah, the dad bud. Yeah, um, and then the Brothers of War archives is the coolest thing ever. And the baseball card serialized ones are going to uh, be worth all the money. I'm going to open a Mike Trout for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite uh, player is Jose Canseco. Is it Too bad? You're getting Mike Trout. Is <laughs> it uh, the guy who runs SCG? Uh, Pete Hoefling? N- no. The guy ben who does, Lewis? Yes. He tweeted about, like, he really wants the numbers to just go to 502 and skip 69 and 420. Just for the good... <laughs> the good of the environment. <laughs> He's like, please don't make me make separate listings for numbers 69 and 420. I'll right. do it, but I don't want to live in that world. Right, right. But just think of how much he can charge for those. Yeah, yeah. That's anti-capitalism. So, anyways. But, but real quick though, what do you think about the basics? They they, they feel very non-magic, right? Um, I mean, literally, I have basics that are just Pokemon energy cards. So I think these are yeah. fine. I don't know what these kaiju are. I mean, they're just war machines from the war, the Brothers War, right? Yeah, yeah. from the war. Um, I don't again, like. I don't want to play with look these. Sick, but I, I do want to display them. them. Like they do look. Cool. No, hundred. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get all these and like a, as like a, a wall collage. Mm-hmm. Right. These are gonna be great desktop backgrounds, especially the planes with like the Thresher looking thing on it. Yeah, this is definitely like angry scythe. Yeah. Um. The Surge Engine, I, I, once again, I think this card is just kind of absurd. Uh, the 2-mana, 3-2 Defender for 1 blue, it just it can attack and can't be blocked. It's a For two easy payments of 3-mana, you get a 3-2 that can't be blocked. That's an artifact. Mm-hmm. And then for 3-mana more, it becomes a 5-4. And then for 6-mana, you literally just draw 3 cards. Yeah. I just like want to look at Recruitment Officer's scrolls that they're reading off of because... I'm pretty sure they just scribbled on that paper and there aren't that many names on it. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Urza Planeswalker comes into play and uh, you just get to like... It doesn't matter what the million abilities are. You can activate two of Was them. Mel the mechanic you ever thought would come back? No. Also, I didn't think that Urza would find two shiny stones and just go, yeah, these are going right in my eyes. 
<laughs> well, he got the other shiny stone after killing his brother. Like, is that what you guys thought was going to happen? Or is it just takes I mean, a, yeah, I know the Lord. a red jewel and a green jewel and just goes, oh yeah, baby. Maximilian Pegasus. Now I am God. <laughs> you know, he paid all of Joey Wheeler's money for that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Pioneer events. Pioneer events. All right. On Saturday's challenge... In da, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. eighth place, we have Canister on just that straight mono green ramp because, uh, you know, the Bant build's a little hard to beat uh, Rakdos with. In seventh place, we have Kinepis 16 playing two main board Sky Sovereign console flagship because everyone is now listening to Fire Shoes. And uh, turns out, and, and it looks like to be correct, it looks to be correct. Uh, hey, in the mid range hellhole we live in right now. Um, all in on combo, not the best. Just ma- play more Sky Sovereigns. Uh, sixth place, Renf on Bant Spirits. Uh, fifth place, uh, Lavunga 21 on Rakdos Sacrifice. Remain boarding Kari's as expertise now, huh? That's what we've, that's what the world's come to. Fourth place, Gosh's Portanto on Nykthos Ramp. Uh, hey, we still got the one fairy in this one. Uh, third place, Sandy Duck MTG on Mono White Humans. Second place, uh, Wow Claudiums on Rakdos Sacrifice. This one's playing and, Oni Colt Anvil. Wow, we just like deny the Karn players, huh? <laughs> uh, and then one first place, Hippox Dragon on Absand Reese Fang. Uh, That's Hippo X Dragon. What did I say? Hippox, Hippox Dragon. Yeah. Dragon. I have no eyes. Can I get a? Uh, I just like the idea a of a cross between a hippo and a dragon. You know, it's been a while since I've seen Grease Fang win an event. <laughs> I just like that Grease Fang is like, you know what? We don't actually need to play Liliana because Rakdos is going to do it for exactly. us. Exactly. Think, think. Look what they need for even a portion of our power. I don't know about cutting to two Witherbloom Command, but I love the main deck silence. Yeah. I like just the, hey, you sit there. I'm going to attack you for 13. Okay? Great. Thanks. Hey, hey, Karn, that's nice. Sick combo turn. Silence. Yeah, your, your turn's over. Silence, Brand. <laughs> so imagine your opponent just, like, casts, uh, like, open the festival, storm the festival, whatever, and you're just like, yeah, silence, your turn's over after this. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ninth place, tenth place, twelfth place, thirteenth place, fifteenth place, twenty-first place, twenty-second place, twenty-fifth place. All Rakdos mid range. Nineteenth, twentieth. Gari elves. I mean, Thank I'm you. just excited about the second place list. Uh, the only thing I think more exciting than Oni Colt Anvil is Weatherlight Compli added. Yeah. Um, I've been testing with Weatherlight uh, Compli added. I think that card's sick. That card's very sick. It's gross. Um, you can also save $70 off this deck list by just not playing a Meat Hook Massacre in your sideboard. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> man, every time I keep thinking, like, man, I should, I want to play Standard. Standard sounds really fun right now. Then I'm like, oh, but every deck needs a play set of Meat Hook Massacre. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's really funny is when you animate your Meat Hook Massacre and start attacking with it. Off of a Zer. I've just been playing Zerdex in standard. It's the funniest thing like you've ever okay. seen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this top it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's wild, and I'm excited to see. Hey, we're learning how the metagame as a as a community, 
and we pushed all the Rakdos decks out of top eight. Yep. But Rakdos is S+. plus. I mean, the deck is very good, and you can't deny that it isn't just, like, an overwhelming portion of the metagame. It's 25% of this event. Um, Put it in Meta Knight tier. Okay, but here's the problem, though. The format has a history of not adapting and Wizards needing to do something about it. Fan Blood Tithe Harvester. <laughs> it's a powerful, Dude, powerful card. Someone, someone in one of the random subreddits was, like, going in, like, it was going on about how Bone Crusher Giant is the ban. I've been saying this for a while, that Bone Crusher Giant is an absurd magic card and is somehow yeah. the, like, 12th best magic card in Eldraine. Yeah. But that's just Eldraine no, this design. Person, this person was adamant that Bone Crusher Giant was the win, was the main win con of Rakdos. I think, I think just banning all of Eldraine, it's late now, but I feel like we can just still do it and it would be fine. Just unprint after, the after whole After we ban War of the Spark. Oh, man. I... Oh, man. I got opinions. I got depression. <laughs> yeah, what else do you guys think of this top eight? I mean, like I said, there's not much to talk about. I love this top like, eight. This top eight's hey, exciting. No, yeah. I mean, there's still three mono green decks. Yeah, but there's Abzan Grease Fang and Arakto Sacrifice playing freaking uh, Shrapnel Blast and Oni Colt Anvil in the top. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Like, two Priest of Forgotten Gods, four Vildur and Epicure. Like, look at this list. Yeah. Uh, are you guys ready to move on to the Saturday premiere, though? Uh, yes. Because I do, I, I am so excited to get to the real metagame, which is the Super Qualifier Top 8. Right. Uh, but anyway, on our Saturday premiere, we have Sokos 13 on Bant Spirits. In 7th place, we have Swaga on Rakdos Midrange. 6th place, we have Underscore Stream on Rakdos Midrange. In 5th place, we have Old Man of the Sea. On Rakdos mid-range. <laughs> in fourth place, we have Edel on Gruul mid-range. In third place, we have Gypsum 54 on Rakdos Sacrifice. Second place, we have Yoshimoro, uh, yeah, sorry, Yashimoro on Nykthos Ramp. What are we playing here? Oh, we got the Nicole Bolus build. And first place, we have AJ8 on Devotion, which is uh, one Fairy, one Sky Sovereign. Hey, I found all the be- all the good Rakdos players. Right? Um. Well, can we talk about fourth place? Let's talk about fourth place. Uh, this is the Edel, right? I believe so, yeah. This deck is insane. Like, maybe Wizards How was like... is it? I think Wizards was like on some, like, future-ish when they printed the Grill Aggro deck. Now, I now take back every bad thing I said about why is the Grill Aggro deck here. Oh, um, in the standard decks? Yeah. In the, in the, uh, in the challenger decks. Oh, yeah. But, like, look at this. Elves, Scoozes, Pack Leaders. Two, well, I added the Pack Leaders. Two Kazandu Mammoth. Uh-huh. Lovestruck, Lovestruck Beast. Lovestruck Reckless Stormseeker. Ronus. Two Sky Sovereign and four Embercleave. And we've yeah, got uh, Collected Companies in the board. Xenagos the Reveler in the board? Out freaking Domri Raid, like the OG one. Yeah, that's a boy. Uh this deck is hot. I'm just gonna say Honestly, it. when I was doing my $50 upgrades, I was like, how do I not just copy this deck list? This is this is a spicy, spicy deck list. And like, you look at all the other deck I mean, like, you know, not that it matters, right? But like all the other decks in this top eight are all clocking oh like basically five hundred bucks plus, right? 
Yeah. And then Edel's out here with the 286, you know, 225 ticks on MTGO, you know? Uh, the seventh place deck list is almost $800. Uh, this is the most expensive deck list. Uh, yeah. And the person's name is Swaga, which it makes sense. That's in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just think this deck is very spicy. And I think it like it's a deck that's not really seeing play. Mm-hmm. I think like this is like this is where you point when people are like, metagame is oppressive, and you just like think harder, work smarter, you know. I am like there's so many good three drops right now. Like the three drop slot in Pioneer is like, I is I don't even know where to start looking. There's so many options. Right, so much room for activities. Also, how is yeah. how is Sky Sovereign like a dollar? It's like three or four, actually. Depending on the pr- it depends on the printing uh, you find, but yeah, it's like a buck or two. Do you the foils guys, though? Very expensive. Man, do you guys just think? I know this is a small amount off topic, but do you guys think that like some of like like what I was talking about before a couple episodes ago, where it's like, man, some of the artifact shenanigans might be worth picking up. It's a little early, but I, I do think he's like Sky Sovereign being a buck or two. Like, yeah. um, you know, Shrapnel Blast is starting to make a little bit of a comeback as how strong it is. Like. Man, part of me wonders just like shouldn't start picking up some of the cheap like either blue red artifact stuff or, or I mean, otherwise like I'm just saying the next set is all artifact based. I know that's and why like, I was like, hey man, pick if up we some see a Karn ban, it unbans half the format. Yeah, it like, unbans. It's back yeah. on the menu, right? So. <laughs> right, yeah. And clearly, even Karn is not is not enough to stop the the hordes of hungry artifact players trying to knock down the doors. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think it's time. I think no financial advice is ever given on this podcast. But I no, think, no, no, you know, we're not we're not lawyers, uh, right? <laughs> but let's let's talk about fifteenth place here. Yeah, Ooh. we have Apliotis on Azorius mid range. Now I do think a similar version of this deck list might have been to the challenge. So well, I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the Orion. Yeah. And for that reason, you're out. I'm out. I hate Yorian. But but this deck we is got sweet. Four Thraven Inspector, four Charming Prince, four Knight of the White Orchid, four Luminar Gasprint, four Reflector Mage, four Sky Apparition, three Sarah Paragon, four Karn the Great Creator, three the Wandering Emperor, four March for Otherworldly Light, four Portable Hole, four Fable of the Mirror Breaker, two Elspeth Quince Tax Fraud, and a bunch of White Lands. And then we get to Karn. For oh, I don't know. Uh, more copies. Uh, Sky Sovereign. Sky Sovereign. Record of Bankbuster. This is the deck I, I thought it was. Oh, there was one that was like Bankbuster's we're up get to three fifty. Oh, we in the money? You're doing it. There was a, there was another build list deck kind of going around. Oh, I think it's the one under it. It's sixteenth uh, place. Kelmaster P here, who we're tutoring up copies of uh, book. Not, I thought we were playing book in one of these deck lists. Not this one. I guess not. I'm losing my mind here. Ignore Seen me. Seems dope though. Um, yeah. But I love these uh, mono white, and it's got four Fable of the Mirror Breaker, the classic Look, mono white card. I was like trying to build like Orza mid range piles because I just kind of want to play uh, Vanishing Verse a lot right now. And the more I built these decks, the more I'm just like. Man, no Fable of the Breaker kind of sucks. So I just ended up building Mardu piles. Also, MTG Goldfish, can you uh can you update 
your rounding software, like your round, rounding formula for your prices. So that way it'll favor pricing for Fable the Mirror Breaker at $69.69. There we go. Thinking ahead. All right. Ricky sees the All matrix. Right. Let's talk about the hype event. And that's the Pioneer Super Qualifier. Now, again, these events kind of like everyone qualifies into. So some of the names here you aren't going to be very common Pioneer players. Uh, but these are very good quality Magic players. And these events always end up being some of, I would say, the weirdest meta we see in the format. Um, so take these results with a grain of salt. But these are this is the event that matters in my head. And we'll, we'll get to why when I talk about fifth place here. Eighth place, we have Lukadaki on Mono White Humans. Seventh place, we have Drite on Mono Green Ramp, uh, which is our just, we're just playing straight Mono Green Devotion here. Uh, no no extras, just four Kiora, four Karn. Send it. Uh, sixth place here, we have X-Whale on Mono White Midrange. Again, similar to the deck we just talked about here. Our mono white, we're playing four fables. Uh, here we go, though. Here we go. Buckle up because Sahavik, Sahakvik is playing Bard class. Fifth place super qualifier Bard class. I just like this deck is going to make me do it. It's going to get me to play Bard class at an RCQ, I think. Yeah, this is this episode. This is, a, this is you have this to understand. Is a challenge. We we were about to like we were three hours and fifty eight minutes in where we were about to have to tell Ruckman to go see his physician. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I was gonna say like yeah, we we were on uh, you know. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know that people are going to understand that one. <laughs> I've been staring at this <laughs> when it lasts for more for than hours, eight hours, right? Right. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. If you take uh, a certain blue pill and and you know you're lasting more than four hours, and that's where we were at with Ruckman. He was just so so excited, so happy seeing this deck that we were starting to get concerned. So we're glad we're finally getting to talk about it. I mean, Grum Gully offers you the Bard class, right? You say yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still not a fan of Rada in the deck. Um, I do like Ronisk helping us spread out the infinite mana a bit. Uh, and I also do think you should be playing one Goro Goro because it hastes up the entire team. I'm also playing a Spice one of Mirror Gallery. That way we can just like get in with everyone. Uh, but look, Bard class is still always going to be probably one of my favorite decks of Pioneers to mess around with and take to Locals. I just wish I could go to locals more often to play more Bard class. Um, and just like, man, I really got to finish buying my Mox Ambers. <laughs> but actually, probably not. I think the um, the three-man artifact from Dominaria United is very good in this deck, actually. It kind of cuts down. Yeah, it cuts down on how many Mox Ambers you probably actually need to play. I think you still play like one or two Mox Ambers. It is a very good extender when you're just Bard classing off, right? Uh, but just being able to use all of your extra legendaries as mana off of the Bard class is very good with the Coalition Relic Fragment, whatever it's called. Well, we've got... Uh, we don't have four more decks to talk about. We just have Bard class. We got Rakdos Sacrifice that got named mid-range for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but but fifth place, Bard class. I, I get <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, we, we go forward. Uh, we've got Bant Spirits in third place. By Sokos 13. Yep. Uh, it's kind of a... Looks kind of stock here. We're back on Katilda again. Mm-hmm. Main board Katilda. 
only playing two Imperial Eagle in the main. This is kind of just the stock build at the moment. We're not playing uh, Remorseful Cleric in the main, though, which has been a thing that X are doing a lot lately. Right. Um, extraction Specialist in the sideboard is pretty hot. Yeah, it's been doing that for a while, and I definitely think it's a big include, like, hey, guess what? My Coco didn't hit a Spell Queller, or did it? Yeah. Abzan Grease Fang on more of a traditional Abzan Grease Fang Sorry, build. Sorry, not Spell Queller. No, I can't hit Spell Queller. Never mind. Yeah, it only hits two drops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for the two the Rotting Regisaur. Hold up. Abzan Grease Fang with Rotting Regisaur. We're here to beat face and... Oh, man. The Tasker, uh, I will say, is very good in this deck. Uh, Sky Sovereign in the board. <laughs> Gotta edit that out. Yeah, Shredder Noises. Um, I shall probably put in, like, the Jurassic Park T-Rex sound. And then a Hidden Strings deck winning it all? Sometimes, like, Dex. this deck, I mean, a four Impulse and one Shimmer of Possibility. I mean, like, Impulse is a big, I think it's a big game for this uh, for this list to pick up, you know? Um, I just think this deck, I don't understand, uh, the two Sakama and one Sphinx of the Final Word in the board. I, I get the Sphinx of the Final Word. Well, Sakama's just how we win the game, right? Uh, I mean, I guess we, so, we right? Get to, we get to Lotus, we get, every Lotus Field activation is a bolt. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Hey, go big or go home. Terra Sunder in the sideboard is pretty cool. Um, to Behold the Multiverse we're playing Supreme Verdict now. Um, no Path of Peril in the main or the side. Just kind of wild. But I'm about it. Two Otwara, three Besaju. Live like there's no tomorrow. I like it. For sure. I'm, uh, the Brawl uh, is sus, though. But I guess we do have a lot more spells that cost, like with, with Impulses and Shimmer. Um, and we're playing, like, three Valaget Recovery and stuff. I guess it makes sense, but... It doesn't reduce all emergent ultimatum. Anything else you want to look at in the top eight here? Nah, I just Bard class. I just keep looking at Bard class. Mm-hmm. There's a. Oh, but as always, these these events and all the other ones, especially the league that we don't have time to cover today, link below in the description. So be sure to check all those out. This looks like an event. Like there's so much different stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, Which is, I I think these events are like. I think these de- these events are great to see, like, a lot of players who probably don't necessarily play a lot of Pioneer show up. Um, so I think these always bring in- interesting looks at what other people are doing in the format, because I do feel like a lot of the Pioneer grinders we see week in, week out just kind of lock into one deck and don't really go anywhere else, which is fair and fine, but I do like these events coming up and just showing a different aspect of the format that we normally get to see week in and week out. Yeah, I think I think one thing about this too is like we saw some people kind of get a little salty about like tier lists, and it's like, you know, we say every week play the deck that you know, and we don't always listen to that advice. Neither does Doomwake, but we say all the time play the deck that you know, right? Like knowing the deck, knowing the matchups, watching people make sweet plays. A lot of times, it's not because they're some you know genius. They might be, but most of the time, it's because they've been in that situation before and they learned the hard way like what to do in what situation, right? Most of the times because they're feeling something vibrate and they're behind. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, point being, like, tier lists are just, like, fun ways to arrange, like, hey, what's been popular recently, right? Like, what's been hot? It's just an idea to give you, like, a read 
uh, on the metagame. And that's pretty much true in like every tier list you're going to see, right? Like people, if you've played fighting games, they're very controversial. People do really well with off meta, like fighting game characters all the time. So these are not like the end all be all of you have to play this deck or suck. You know, you can hear that every week when we tell you, hey, play whatever you're good at. Play whatever you play a lot of. The tier lists are just like a fun thing because several people were like, oh, look at all these low tier decks. I'm like, well, that can happen any given Sunday, you know? Sometimes, though, you're just a third rate duelist with a fourth rate deck, you know? That's me, usually. The uh, I just think the whole, I don't know, tier, my, my thought on tier lists just in general is just like, for something like Magic, and especially like the Pioneer format that is like always kind of changing, mm-hmm. um, that's sort of like just how healthy Magic formats should exist. Like right. it's fine to have pillars of the format, but like I don't think it's ever like healthy to ever like do anything like, you know, large gap this deck, you know? Oh, sure. I mean like... So like- I think people get... People get wild on that, and I, I agree that people take the tier listing thing too seriously. But I will say, last week, there was a large gap in information because uh, Rakdos did over twice the amount of qualifying entries, qualifying finishes, that Mono Green did, and three times as many as the next deck below Mono Green. So, last week, there was a big gap. Because these things are weekly. Right. Right. Like, yeah, I, I think it, it makes sense because, like, there's always been a, hey, this deck is doing well this week, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I think Magic makes, like, the most sense for, like, a tier list. Like, if you're not somebody who's, like, oh, hey, like, like don't get me wrong. Like, if you play any, like, the mobile games where, like, oh, hey, look, there are certain characters, they probably make the most sense there because a lot of those are static unless, like, nerfs happen. But, like, when you understand tier lists as far as, like, hey, these things get patched, right? Like, fighting games gets pat- get patches. Like, all these games get patches. Like, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense when it comes to, like, evolution to put, like, hey, here's a tier list as far as, like, how it resulted. It's just not maybe the strictest definition of a tier list, but it certainly is. And it's just something fun out there. It's like, mostly, like, hey, look, here's a way to, like, quantify results in a way that, like, people are familiar with, right? Like, if you're new to Magic, you've probably seen a tier list somewhere. You may not have seen, like, oh, wait, like, metagame results weekly. Like, it's a lot of data because of the way that Magic players are. So, like, I think tier lists are overall fine. Like, I don't, I really don't, I really don't get the problem with them, especially as, like, you know, tier lists are so universal, I feel like, for so many different things. They could make sense as long as you take them with, hey, a good player with their deck will do at any given event just as well as some random player on a tier one deck very much like most of the time better, right? Like the deck does not make the player um, by any means. Like you have to have reps with the deck and most people understand that. But if you don't, it can be easy to like be frustrated by them. I feel like or misinterpret tier lists for something other than what they are. I will say flesh and blood rant side tangent here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They kind of tier list their own game with, like, weighted points on results of decks, right? Right. And I think it's really cool, because it also, it self-bans and self-regulates, right? Mm-hmm. They're weighted for, like, you know, if you if you win the event, you score more points for the character than somebody who top eights in the same tournament, and, like, the Pro Tour is worth more points than, like, uh, you know, TGI Fridays, PTQ, you know? <laughs> yeah. I will say, I do, I do also like the, like, when when one of those cards does get faded or whatever it's called, right? Then the list of players who earned that card points 
is gets published. Posted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, I like, I wish they would call it getting faded, you know, it's in there. Yeah. It's a TGI Fridays at two o'clock in the morning with half price appetizers getting <laughs> faded, you know, the, uh, <laughs> that's Applebee's, sir. Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, but the, I just love the, the kind of idea with that kind of like tier listing itself where it's like, everybody can see it's like these heroes have the most points right for the season. And, uh, I now think we that, all like, need to agree to stop playing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think social the, contracts rule zero. Don't play this card anymore. Right. The, uh, the tier lists are more just like raw data. Just like these are the decks that are putting up results. And like, if a bunch of decks show up, it's going to do better for that deck. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, it's interesting. I like tier lists, but the magic tier lists get weird sometimes. All right, uh, ready to end off with Patreon mailbag? I am ready. All right, I want to say thank you to our wonderful Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. You join our Patreon at any tier, and you get to enter a weekly question to our Patreon mailbag where it could sound something like this. This comes in from Bridger, who asks, what do you think the chances are of us going back to Lorwyn in the near future? I mean, that's a tough question to answer because, like, literally zero. I don't think literally yeah. zero. Really? Like, my problem. So, you would have to uh, mess up Lorwyn. Like, there has to be a reason, right? Because Lorwyn ends. Like, when Lorwyn ends, the story of Lorwyn, uh, it like shakes out so that they start having like the Great Aurora come every twelve hours. Mm-hmm. So they have a day night cycle. So they have yeah. a day and night where it flips between Lorwyn and Shadowmoor continuously. Right. And either you would have to, one, bring back the day-night mechanic, which I don't think a lot of people liked, even casual players. Uh, Or two, you have to like, oh no, the sun is not going to come back. And we just did that plot. Uh, I'm going to take the opposite side. I think the answer is 100% we will. And I think that what you just said makes no, I think, I think that like they will find some way to be like, Oh, Phyrexians are here or, Oh, uh, 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 Emrakul is here. Like they'll do something probably stupid. Yeah, just but to we're get about to wrap, we're about to wrap up the Phyrexians. Though. But you get uh, what I'm saying, right? Like, Oh, uh, is on lore when we got, we got I, us. no I, oh, <laughs> i'm cutting that out the two planes that quote unquote replace Lorwyn, right two planes that are very like similar to Lorwyn are both getting revisits in the next year yeah i was in that as well and i i think that just like we're at a point where there's more players that don't remember Lorwyn than there are that are going to be worried about like, oh, when can I go back to Eldraine or Amit, like all these other planes that we've gotten in the last like 10 years. I, right? I, I, I was going to make a joke that like going back to Eldraine was just a, a way to fix the first one. Like the first one was so bad. They were just like, let's just go redo it. I, I think 100% we're going back to Lorwyn. Like they've talked about it. Like Mara was recently tweeting about like how many people would be interested in this. They mentioned repeatedly that tribal is one of the most popular mechanics. Like, I don't think it's going to be soon. Cause yeah. like, I think that question makes it sound like from, from uh, Mero that he answered, makes it sound like it's not currently in the works. I think it will be in the works. I think they will insert villain here or insert situation here. It's going to come to um, Lorwyn, just like they've done everything to bring every other plane back. 
like in kind of a lame way, right? Where it's like, oh, look, this problem from over here is now over here. Like, I think they could do that exact same thing and make kind of like a fun way to to go back to it, you know? So, look, we're going to get cowboy set first, and I'm excited. I Try. want a cowboy set so bad. I mean, you saw the test starts there, the test boards that they're doing for cowboy set. I really want a cowboy set. I'm not going to lie. Um, I want to be a cowboy. Even though Streets of Nucapenna was ultimately a huge disappointment for me uh, for, like, the, the, like, mobster style stuff i really yeah really want a cowboy set um ixalan feels like a return to because one it's tribal everybody likes tribal two it's pirates uh <laughs> stupid as it sounds one piece is like really popping off now in like just the zeitgeist yeah. wizards is I'm always re- really good like like there's definitely when we went to Innistrad the first time, like literally all the Twilight movies were like the biggest thing. And our first trip through Theros, like that same year, there were like two remakes of like Jason, the Argonauts and clash of the Titans. And there was like Spartacus blood and sand on TV and immortal starring Henry Cavill. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying like wizards generally like on the, on the pulse for things like that. Um, the Hasbro Pulse, if you will. Yeah, the Hasbro Pulse con. Uh, I I just think that Lorwyn is just very low on the chance to revisit planes because they're also the mechanic. The mechanics that Lorwyn is known for, like tribal being a typing on cards, they've stated that they don't want to do tribal again. That like it's way too it's way too powerful. It's hard to to balance and like it's complicated. And then also, like, Clash is not a fun mechanic at all. So I I just think that... I think Lorwyn is a very low chance. I think before we see a return to Lorwyn, we will see, like, Lorwyn remastered. Yeah. I think that the set has a high chance to get a remastered version. I I think the most we'll get from Lorwyn is we'll see, like, random Kithkin and things like that show up in core sets. Right. Did you know that Remnant Captain is, is in Pioneer? Oh, because of one of the... It's a random, like, product deck, right? It's in M14. Yeah. Uh, it's just randomly there. It's just Premanent Captain from Lorwyn. It's yeah. just there. You've been, you been scouting out for a Prog series? I have been, and then I saw that, and I was like, man, this card used to be, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Chris will tell you. Oh, yeah. Um, I know it. When Morning Tide came out, <laughs> back hey, to saying no, Honda the Yeah, the there was the starter deck from Morning Tide that was like yeah. the it had Revelark and Premanent Captain in it, right? As the mm-hmm. two rares, and like both yeah. rares were over ten dollars. Yeah, I'm, you remember I had I had a lot of Revelarks. Yeah, because we bought that deck a bunch. Mm-hmm. Are you going to buy the Commander starter decks? Yeah, because Commander's too hard, so we have to have baby Commander decks to sell now for hot the Christmas. Yeah. I just think that ultimately this is a good question and I like Lorwyn, but I would not bet on us going back in like the next three years. Yeah. I think that's fair. All right. Well, thank you Bridget, for the question. Sorry. We aren't uh, as yeah, it's going to happen in the near future. Plus we actually kind of know what's coming out in the next like two years. So it's going to be a while before we even get a whiff of when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I want to say thank you to, again to all the supporters of Patreon, patreon.com, crew3mtg. we got three tiers available. Uh, to wrap things up here, I do want to say thank you, even if you're not a Patreon, to tuning in once again. Those 100K downloads over a lifetime. We're at episode 150. 
which means that our three-year anniversary is coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing this thing for a while. As a reminder, we have our yearly extra live stream coming up on Saturday, November the 12th. So tune in for that. We've got a lot of stuff going. We're trying to have things a little more planned out than we usually do. Uh, so we'll be doing, you know, we'll be bringing back the wrestling stream. I think there's going to be a, a portion where Ricky and I just crack a bunch of uh, Brothers War products so we can find him cards for the RC. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> was before we send him off the next week. Uh, and then, yeah, real quick, we're still figuring out a date to record Cat's commentary. But I can tell you that October 22nd at 7 p.m. Central Time. Hop in the Discord. I'll be starting a call-up, and we're just going to do a Morbius watch-along. Heck yeah. Just in time for spooky season. Which you all unlocked in our Trans Lifeline Dono Drive. But again, uh, Cats 2019 will be out before Extra Life starts, so I hope we record that here in the next couple weeks so we can get that to you. Uh, that The Cats 19 is not going to be through the regular podcast feed. Uh, instead, it's going to be just available as a free post to anyone on the Patreon, so you can go find and download it there. Uh, all right. Well, that'll kind of do it for this week. Uh, gentlemen, where can they find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. I've gotten like five new files in the past uh, week, so something happened with yeah. that uh, 100K downloads, and, and I'll, I'll make an effort to, to do a couple more tweets such not to overload your feed, but uh, you know you can know what I'm thinking, I guess. I think I'm now like tweeting like two to three times a day. I'm trying to. I'm like actively working on trying to do it. There you go. You know. There's so much negativity on Twitter. I feel like we need to be the ones that balance it out, you know? Right. I post One Piece cards daily now. There you go. <laughs> Uh, at also Steve on Twitter, and I'm also streaming. Uh, I'm about to start streaming right now, but uh, streaming on on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays on the Crew Three Twitch Twitch.tv/slash/Crew3MTG. There we go. And uh, you can also see Ricky at Dallas this week if you're going to the SCG yeah, Open. Yeah, I'll be in Dallas this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I think Ricky's going to be the only one out of the three of us that's going to be there. That's what it looks like. Yeah, unfortunate. Bit unfortunate there. But I'm hoping next year I'll uh, have the ability to go to more of these events as they have. It's it's pretty nice that Dallas will have like two or three SCGs a year and then we'll have DreamHack now to look forward to every year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely four big events, three or four big events, in, at least nearby in Texas, which is pretty sweet. Uh, and of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast where I run our official Twitter account. Uh, and then you can find me at... I, I want to say I'm going to be able to start streaming soon, at least once a week. I just don't think it's going to happen right now. Uh, but Ricky and I are in the process of getting Prog series rolling in. We're going to record our gameplay for that. So the Journey Next playthrough will be out. We'll start that up going again. And then, of course, you can find me running things over at playingpioneer.com, where Ricky also helps contribute. And one of these days... We're going to get Chris to contribute as well. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days. After we break his legs and train him to the bed. That's right. Hey, when I find a new job, really, you know? Yeah. Is that that happening? We're trying, man. We're trying. uh, I've done the same thing for a long time, and I want my Christmases back, you know? Yeah. I need you to send me my clothes first that I bought. Yeah, big true. Big true. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you once again for tuning in. we got a bunch of stuff coming out in the next few weeks. So we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. 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 Wait, wait, wait a second. Cut the music. Cut the music. We got $1,000 booster packs to talk about. Or, to be more precise, $250 booster packs.
Well, you put it that way, it sounds a lot better. Uh, 8% sales tax in Texas means these are like roughly almost 1100 after shipping. 8% sales tax. Coincidentally, the stock percentage drop that happened after this announcement. Ooh, coincidence? I think not. Um, Governor Abbott did an inside job. Like step one, don't buy these? Step one, don't buy these. Buy the better value, but still like expensive buy secret every layer? every card in Pioneer worth money instead. Yeah. Like you can buy like, at least like... You could buy all of Rakdos mid-range and, like, a, a majority of other stuff, too. Like, yeah, you can buy the entire land base of Pioneer. <laughs> you really could. Uh, I mean, look, if, if you want to have all the fun of open this without the financial ruin, um, I'll link the simulator that's been going around Twitter. Oh, my God. <sighs> I appreciate Nate opening 11 boxes. It's not draftable. It's not legal cards. It's not... A guaranteed set of things. It's not legal cards that they also had to clarify are not legal in Commander because that would make the reserveless people angry. But also, hey, we're not going to stop your LGS because we don't want to make the Commander players angry. Do not buy this. This is not for you. This is not for anybody. Uh, I predict that this will go up in value as sealed boxes only. Uh, and it will just sort of like inch up and inch up and inch up until somebody is left holding on to, you know, it's just sort of like a game of chicken till who is going to like, until someone enters a boxing match with one hanging around their neck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like opening these loses a million percent of the value. So like reselling the box for like 2k in order to try to like, for people to buy a 2k who are going to want to try to flip for 3k like, eventually we're just going to hit a point where it's like, yeah, nobody actually wants these to open. I just don't think this is a good idea. They're going to sell out. It, They're going to sell out, but don't a, feel bad. Do not feel any sort of fear of missing out. Nothing like that, because these are just literally the worst product that Wizards has ever made. Save your money for the Post Malone secret layer. Exactly. Or again, get the 30th anniversary secret layer, which is like a fun little advent calendar. And like... All you have to do is open every card in that just needs to be worth like $5 and you break even. And I mean, they've already shown off cards that are worth way more than $5. Yeah. Chrome box is what? Like $100 right now? I think it's like 70 or 60 or something. Yeah. And like the Necropotence, is, like they're all awesome. Like Sharknado is in there. Like That's like a good 12 bucks, 15 bucks. Yeah. Although there's been a lot of arguments over that Sharknado art. I don't care. I like it. I like it a lot. I want four. I think the Rebecca Gray uh, Elspeth is also amazing. Mm-hmm. I just speaking I just, of Rebecca's and one thousand dollars, I think you could buy Rebecca Black's discography for one thousand dollars. Oh man, it's the like entire the rights, rights. rights. Yeah. Um, we can make a funny meme list of things you could spend a hundred thousand dollars on instead. But like, honestly, just like I just get the like feeling of the "do not finance a pizza" meme. Just do not do not leverage yourself to buy booster packs of beta that aren't real. What well, I, I said it was the like, wow, I have way too much money. What am I going to do with all this money? Like, so that's how I imagine our target audience meme. Right. Um. Yeah. Don't buy it. And then, of course, you also have the added on to the survey of like people going to Magic Thirty. You're like, 
How much do you think you spent on magic in the last six months? $2,500? (laughs) $5,000? $10,000? We have a special product for you. How else are we going to get magic to be Hasbro's first billion dollar IP? Dude, what's disgusting about this? Like, it's just the the plan they announced right afterwards to be like, we're going to increase profitability by 50%. Like you're, and they're already making drug right, dealer money. Right, exactly right. Like, they're making hand over fist insane profits. Like, it's just, it is untenable to have this kind of nonsense going on. And it's just like, it's it's scary because of what else this means, you know? Like, yeah, hey, look, you printed a $1,000 product. Somebody's out there going to buy it. Warhammer's expensive, right? Like, you want to buy an army? Think, things can be expensive. Like, I understand that. But it, it's just weird. You know what I'm saying? It just it just is. If this was $1,000 for booster packs of, like, fuck it, there's no, oh, whatever. There's well, no more reserve list, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry. If this was booster packs of, heck it, there's no more reserve list, $1,000, real packs of beta, right? Mm-hmm. tournament yeah. legal packs of beta $1,000 then it's like it's dumb it's stupid but sure you can charge whatever you want if you're ending the reserve list right right um, not even ending the reserve list like hey next to those pilots of legends we also found a bunch of beta packs right like or <laughs> wink wink if it was $1,000 and you get one card one of each card in the set of beta yeah that would be also fine $1,000, and it's just the 30 best cards from beta, like the Power 9, the Dual Lands, and then pick 11 other good hits from beta. Just think of, Put like, in a fancy the best box. quality printer you can buy for $1,000 right now. That's been that's been the joke right there. It's just, like, yeah, like, you could just print some of these bad boys, you know? They're just as legal. these cards, I can suggest to you several, like, irreputable retailers in Alibaba who will send you a nice little box of fake black core cards right like i'm just saying like these cards are just as legal as the uh dual masters black lotus which i think the price of that is going up so if you want that buy it people are running on those now i'll probably buy one i need to buy one too that and like the birds i think there's a bolt as well they put like 20 cards in that yeah um there's a library i'm pretty sure yeah but yeah i think so either way instead of buying that buy like the sick Yori and Mardu pile that I built that also cost a thousand dollars. Like, just don't, don't buy this. <laughs> yeah, let the people who are gonna buy it anyways buy it. Like, it sucks. It's gonna sell out. They're gonna make another one next year. There will be like antiquities again for a thousand dollars for four booster packs of it because you guys did it once, right? Yeah. You just can't. You cannot dive in there's like even if you want to invest there's way better things to invest in actually invest your money in real things you know yeah for sure i mean look i i did i wanted this to be a funny thing but yeah like it's just it's just bad just don't do it i think like we've all had the memes but like we can make jokes it's just sad but like also i think it's very important for us to just tell people like this is bad it's not great. I don't think for the future health of the game. I think there's some real bad takes floating out there of just like, let people spend their money how they want to spend their money. But it's like, yeah, but no, but don't finance a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Like there's still advice you should give to people, right? Yeah. If you buy two of these, I'm not going to be like, you're the worst human being ever. But like the problem is when people start feeling pressured to have to buy these. But like, Make sure you can afford rent before you do that. Right, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, 
Yeah. Fear of missing out is a real, real, real thing, and don't let it get you. Yeah. Well, luckily for most people, this is going to sell out before they can even log into the website. Right. All right. I can't well, wait for Magic 30 to be absolutely nobody in the VIP oh room. They were all just bought by scalpers, and nobody bought the, bought the second market tickets. Yeah. If, if you're going to Magic 30, let us know how awful it is. Take a picture in the ball pit. Take the ball pit. Yeah. 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 Go, I hope Cedric's dinner is worth. That's probably the best the best thing to do is that Cedric like dinner. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, even then, look at Magic Summit. It's a real event for real people. Yeah, they're holding like, and it costs, and the baller pack is half of the cost of the four booster pack proxies. Yeah, and like the, you can win a trip. Like you can you can win a night with Sam Black and Brandon Sanderson, uh, drafting Sanderson's cube. Like, that's one of the prizes you can win. Yeah. Like, you can win a, a real beta Black Lotus <laughs> that's for right. playing yeah. Brothers War Limited. Uh, so, you know, go to that. Or, or just go to Atlanta yes. anyways. Take all the money go to Magic Summit. Get Use that $1,000, get a hotel, get a plane ticket, get your entry. Support more non-Wizards of the Coast tournament scenes, too. Like, it's just like... I know DreamHack is technically run by... It's not run by Wizards, but the event is run by Wizards. But, like, Magic 30 yeah. is a scam. Magic... The entire 30th anniversary is a scam. It's a cash grab, for sure. It's like my 30th birthday, you know? Right. Hey, I gave you a Beyblade. Oh, yeah, that's true. So. Huge. Huge. Anything All you right. want to say? Nope. Roll the music. Roll the music.